ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sparkle City Sessions, brought to you by Hub City Music Society, powered by Pinnacle Custom Construction. Welcome. <clears throat> Tipton, how long have you been playing music? Oh, um, 35 years, technically. Oh, yeah. and we, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not only do we have Tipton here, we have Mean Joel Green over here. Yeah. Her uh, guitar player. Is he a bass player or a guitar player? Plays both, but in the band he plays bass. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, bass. bass. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Man, I'm so discombobulated. No, you're good. <laughs> no, you're all set. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So you've been playing for 35 years. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been playing, Joel? Uh, 27. 27. Uh, where'd you start off? Well, as? yeah. I started on guitar. I really, I took lessons when I was a kid, but then I, you know, got out of it. I really started at when I was 19 years old. Like, okay. You know. Tipton, when did you start? Uh, I oh, was around. I mean, and what instrument? I um, started on the guitar when I was around eight, but mm-hmm. it was it was my dad's guitar, and I, the action on it was so bad I could fit my hands between the neck and the strings. <laughs> oh, wow. So I gave up rather quickly and uh, got my hands on a decent guitar later and thought, oh, this is a little bit easier. <laughs> so, uh yeah, well, technically, I guess um, piano that I spent the most time on, but it's kind of hard to say. That was I, I can't remember what I started playing piano far back as I can remember. Okay, so you started before eight. I guess, but I, I wasn't like I don't know that I formally set out that I'm going to learn this instrument. I just kind of remember plunking around on one every chance I got, and it just sort of. Okay. So far back as I can remember. Now, when did you two guys start playing together? Well, we've known each other our whole lives. Um, our, our moms have been best friends since they were they were young children. So I don't know. I mean, we like we our families would get together and we'd break out the guitars and and mm-hmm. you know play when we were teenagers. Like, well, or I don't know, in our twenties, it kind of all runs together. Yeah, because, yeah. Again, since uh, you know, forever. you know, just playing mutual songs that we kind of both knew and and. But I mean, we didn't. We talked about starting a band for a long, long time, and then we both got wrapped up in other things, and then uh, finally put the band together, like, what, five years ago? Four years ago? Five years ago? Now, where are you guys originally from, and how long has your family been in the area? Um, From around here. My parents, grandparents are from, as far as the upstate, my mom's side is from Greer, my dad's side is from Berea, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. As long as you... Like, grandparents, and, yeah. Okay. So, a few generations, yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah. My parents have been in, in Greer, the Greer area for uh, a long time. I don't, there's there's an old mill. I don't know if you know much about Greer, but there's a Pofos, uh, not Pofos, uh, what's it called? Lakeview Steakhouse. Lakeview. There was an old, there used to be a mill there called Mosteller, Mosteller Mill, and my mm. middle name is Mosteller. Okay. So, I'm linked to that uh, family from, okay. I don't know, 1800s. Uh, I don't know. So, the he- your heritage goes back in the area. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, how has the heritage affected you guys' music? Um, I mean, probably in ways that I don't really think about. Even, um, you know, when people ask me what style of music or what artists or, or what have affected me, I think it's just sort of this osmosis melting pot well, that I mean. Well, Piedmont Blues come out of this area. Right. And I've noticed that when you finger pick your style, I mean, you've got a lot of that in, in you. And your blues you play is definitely coming that's from that what, area. That's what it's got to be DNA or something, because I've never really set out or submerged myself in that on purpose. But, I mean, it's got to be. Well, yeah. Well, music, music, um, heritage of the area. It, it, lots of musicians don't know it, but it, but it, it affects you subliminally. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm and sure. It, and it comes through in your music. I, I can see it come through in your okay, music when yeah. when you when you uh, 
when you're finger picking and doing blues right. under it. Uh, Joel, how how has it affected yours? Do you have you? Is it subtle like Tipton's? Probably. I mean, I I had a when I was in college, I got really heavy into the blues, but I was more like Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and Texas blues and things Texas like that. and Chicago and, blues and stuff so, like that. Yeah, I, I really I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm familiar with the the Piedmont blues style, but I, that really hasn't been anything that I've actively sought out. Well, what about the writing? Has the writing, you know, have you, do you write songs about mills and trains and stuff I, like that? Yeah, again, it's not something that I set out to do, but I think writing is, has a very rural kind of roots. And I grew up in church, too, and mm-hmm. I mean, just that whole southern church rural vibe, I think. I, I don't try. It just kind of, it does kind of come out that way, yeah. Okay. Now, did you sing in church, too? I did, yeah. What about you, Joel? Did you go to church and all that good stuff? I did. I grew up in church. Uh Sang in the choir, like, when I was a teenager and stuff. Um, but it, church then wasn't like it is now. They didn't have, you know, the, the modern praise uh, you know, pop church music. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's a different scene now. Um, so I didn't grow up, like, playing guitar or bass in church or anything like that. We had a – I think we had a piano player. Yeah, that's, that I mean, it. that's all we had. <laughs> right? That's all we yeah. had in our church was, like, an organ yeah. player and then another piano player on the other side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, my mom, my mom stuff's Baptist, so, yeah. you know, they wouldn't know dancing in the aisles. Or, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, you know. Uh, so, all right, do you remember the first time you ever played in public? Well, that actually was kind of a segue, <laughs> not on purpose, in church. When I was 14 oh, really? was the first time I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit in with the band and really didn't know what I was doing. And thankfully, a lot of... Uh, church i guess thankfully is is volunteer basis and they're kind of okay with you not being seasoned (laughs) so i learned a lot of 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 just well in the same way that you learn um in any like open mic or any scenario where you just kind of jump in and they say it's in this key or it's it's this and you you figure it out and so i got a lot of chops just figuring it out now how long would you had you been playing before you got up and did that um i mean maybe five years or so but just at home I mean I don't know that okay. I ever played I mean my brothers were musicians so we would kind of mm. play a little bit at the house but I don't know that was probably the first time that I played around non-family members and was it was it just one song or was it no I was in the band oh so you, <laughs> yeah. you played the whole the, yeah. you played the whole Sunday yeah or? I did it was a regular thing yeah okay yeah oh, what about you Joel you remember uh, the first time you played out in public yeah I was actually I went to Greenville Tech for a while and they had a talent show <laughs> oh wow hey that's cool and so i'd been uh playing guitar for a while and uh you know started getting really into stevie ray vaughn a lot and so i saw his unplugged performance where he played with a 12 string and i was like i'm gonna do that and so i borrowed my dad's 12 string and, and just played at a campus talent show well, well we're gonna get you guys to play here later but i want to talk to you a little bit more about these first incidents okay. and, and, and occurrences <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah okay so um first band when was it um i'm pretty sure the well at least the first band that i recall being like a, a set band was sunshine mercenaries well now let me let me reiterate this okay. can be this can be a duo or anything not, not i really band. think outside of church i think that was the first okay the first yeah. band mm-hmm. and um i want to say and this may be one of your questions coming up uh first place we played is that coming up uh, it could be <laughs> it, it is now um oddly enough it was i think it was delaney's it really? was probably 20 years ago, yeah. Was it even Delaney's then? It was, but the stage was in the back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some different stuff. but It used to be R.J. Rockers. 
Yeah, somebody oh, mentioned cool. that to me, and I, I was like, no I don't idea. remember that. It's very possible. Mm, well, I say yeah. that. I have some old flyers that I do know have Delaney's. It's it. So it was probably right at the... That was a long time ago yeah. when it was R.J. Rockers. Yeah. A very long time yeah. ago. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we have one of our sponsors sitting here with us, Mr. Clay Fisher. Hello. How are you doing? Clay's <laughs> just sitting here listening. <laughs> just in the background. So, all right, so the first band was what called again? Sunshine Mercenaries. And you say your first gig was at Delaney's. Mm -hmm. Now, what kind of stuff did you play? Uh, It was a lot of jam band stuff. Okay. It was, it kind of had a blues flair to it, and it was a lot of original stuff, but I'm I'm a jam band person at heart. Like, if you can stretch a song for 20 minutes, I'm all in. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Joel, how about you? I had a, um, I was in college, and I I was playing a lot with a friend of mine. And uh, we went to a, a rib shack up in Charlotte, and one night it was on a Wednesday night, and they were doing an open mic. Okay. So me and him took our guitars and we played, and the owner liked us, and he said, "Hey, are you guys available Friday night?" So it was two two nights away. He said, "Do y'all have a band?" And we said we did, but we didn't. Uh huh. And so we got the gig and uh, went home, and my roommate was a drummer. And we scrambled and called a bass player and a keyboard player and just put a band together and rehearsed Thursday night for For six hours. It was all blues, just straight blues. Sure. And, uh, but it was perfect. I mean, we went up there and, uh, you know, the crowd, and it was one of those deals where like, you know, the the pay sucked, but they were like, we'll pay you $150, but all the food you'd want to eat. And they had this footed bathtub full of ice and PBR. And they were like, and you can have all the PBR you want. So we were sold. We were like, okay, sweet. So, yeah, we, and we actually – so we played there that Friday night, and it went over okay. And then we, we actually really started the band and, and started playing out. Just a tidbit of information here. There used to be a bar called The Wild Side here in Spartanburg nice. that was run by uh, Mickey Bailey. Okay. And he had Molly Hatchet, I believe, come play there. Sweet. And, nice. And they told him that they would play for beer <laughs> if, if they could fill the coolers up in their bus. Well, their bus cooler went from one side of the bus wow. to the other. Wow. It was like, you know, $3,000 worth of beer. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they got him on that one. Yeah, that was the old, that was the old days. That was back in the, like the mid or early 90s or something like right. that. That's awesome. So uh, I noticed you guys play a lot in the area. Um, uh is this the only thing y'all do? Is is Remedy Fifty Eight the the straight up band that y'all y'all do, or you do side projects or anything like that? Um, we've all kind of our drummer included has uh, we've got a side project or two going. This is I think our main focus. Um, and well, we'll, tell us who's in the band first. Okay, fast. so well, me mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and Joel is in the band, mm-hmm. and we're a trio. So Mark Eschenbaugh is our drummer, who's um, okay. also fantastic bass player we kind of all play sometimes we'll switch instruments oh yeah do you gig, so yeah. now i know you're you're a phenomenal <laughs> keyboard player and harmonica player thank you so i guess uh, you know that that's a real wound uh, even though you're just a three-piece it's still pretty re- well-rounded yes and i i really enjoy seeing how if we can pull off a song with a three-piece i like filling in as many of those gaps mm-hmm. you know on a big song and see if we can pull it off and that's always really satisfying well now do you guys do roundabout by yes no, we haven't. We haven't tried that one. That'd be an awesome one. <laughs> Not sure how. Yeah, how we'd work yeah. that. One. Yeah, I don't know. I love that. Song. I've listened to it and I'm like, I don't know that. That's a tough. <laughs> one. I love that. Hey, just the singing in that song would be tough to pull off. Oh yeah, I think that era of music was. Have you yeah. ever Have you ever saw the size of that singer for Yes? 
He's like, no, I don't he's know like that four I recall eight. What this oh, really? Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got a little box he stands on on stage, so no he looks really. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. He sings his ass wow. off. Wow, so. yeah, he's good. His voice box must be. Uh, nice yeah, frame. <laughs> mm-hmm. it does. That's yeah. how he gets up there so high. <laughs> you know, uh, when I was younger, I'd be trying to sing that stuff. I'd be like, oh, man, right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, all right. So first, back to first. All right. Do you remember your first? Um, so your first paid gig was at Delaney's, you think? Yes. I mean, I could. There could have been like a one before that that I don't remember. That's the first one I remember. Like, oh, this is an actual gig. Which so. is which is pretty crazy since you're from Greer <laughs> and you're coming all the way to Spartanburg yeah. for your first paying gig. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, most of it was uh, more in this area. Yeah. Well, now, you know, Tipton and me have played a couple of Sunday songwriters uh, together, and I have to say that, that it was awesome. Oh, I had a blast, uh, yeah. We, we had a really good time, and she is a phenomenal player, and you'll get to see that here in a little bit. Um, let's see here. Now, uh, Tipton, you're also an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had any formal, formal training? No, uh, my parents are artists, and I think just kind of coming up in that and watching them. and So no yeah. formal, tra- formal mm-hmm. training. Well, you, she's a really good artist. Uh, have, you got any, <laughs> have you got any websites or anything you can push? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I don't have like an actual .com or, or anything along that. Mean Joel Green, what about you? Oh, I don't do anything else. With any, <laughs> you don't of, have of any, any kind of social media of any presence? <laughs> well, I know you're on Facebook because I see you on Facebook. Uh, but all you do is play music and 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 be and just be mean Joel. Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I teach at a, at a. Oh, do you? I mean, not a not a school. I teach lessons. Uh, okay. Private private lessons as well. Um, okay. Do you do that uh, out of your home? No, I work for actually here in Spartanburg for Music and Arts. Okay. So so uh, tell tell people how to get in touch with you on that here on the podcast. Uh, I guess you can uh, just call Music and Arts yeah, and schedule yeah, just, an appointment. Yeah. Just call Music and Arts and. Uh, and you teach guitar and bass. I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, Tipton, I know that you you paint bats. I do. Now, yeah. now, do baseball you, bats. Do you do that? For, I mean, <laughs> who, do you, no. who do you do that for? It's for anchor bats. Okay. Yeah, and um, I think they're actually considered Greer, but. Okay. What do they do with those things? Um, do they auction them off, or do they give usually them? Usually, the art, the ones that I do a lot of the artwork on, they're like commemorative pieces. I did one for um, Greenville Drive that was like a holiday seasonal thing. I painted one for Bill Murray. I never got any pictures. Oh, but wow. I had a Ghostbusters theme. Um, <laughs> he, you know, I hear he lives in Charleston, so. He does, which he owns, I guess, part of the baseball team. And that's River Dogs. River Dogs, yeah. River Dogs. So I didn't realize he was uh, such a baseball guy. Oh, he, he's a big, big Cubby the, fan, too. Yeah. I but believe. they also um, make them for use, too. I mean, they're, um, I'm not sure what the rigorous process is for them to be what they're supposed to be as baseball bats, but they also have functioning ones. So so let, let's let's dig in the brain of Tipton here for a second. Ooh, okay. And ask her how she goes about writing one of her killer original songs. Um, now, is it a collaborative effort with the band? I don't know that we've actually we've done some arrangements. I think with each other because Joel writes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually we come with the song finished and we kind of arrange it as a band. But I don't. We've not really done anything collaboratively writing have we i don't think we have well how does a how does a song start in your in in your process how does a how does the inspiration hit you um it's either or sometimes i start with the music and sometimes i start with the lyrics and it's usually just um is it about 50 50 yeah i would say yeah um and then some and it changes how it changes a lot of the finished product because if i write the music first i'm thinking more 
I need words that fill this space and fill this musical phrase. And so I might write it in a different way than if I wrote the lyrics first. Whereas if I write the lyrics first, then I've got to make the music match the phrasing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, phonetics. Yeah. It's all about the yeah. phonetics. Uh, and um, does uh, writing music come easy to you or is it hard? It depends. <laughs> Which you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Some of those songs write themselves. It's like they come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then some seven years later, you're like, I'm, all, I'm almost got it. You know, <laughs> so... Yeah. It, it's either or with that too, yeah. A lot of musicians say that um, if a, if the song doesn't come to you in like forty five minutes, yeah, then uh, you know, then what's the use? I guess, right? You know, but I, I don't agree with that. No, I'm too stubborn for that. You know, yeah. I, I I I'll put a song up and then come revisit it. You know? Absolutely. And it's a lot like um, with, with painting or music or anything. Sometimes you have to walk away from it oh, a little bit. Yeah. As an artist myself, yes. I know that, you know, if, if, if I look at a painting, I say, okay, it's done. Yeah. A week later, I'll go look yeah. at it and be like, oh. You're man. like, how did I miss that? Or how did I not? Yeah. Jeez. I yeah. just watched the Bob Ross documentary. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. And it was pretty crazy. Yeah. All, all the, you know, the wet style that he does. Yes. He'll, he'll put the little gesso on there first, and then he'll paint all the oil over it. Yeah. Give it that nice, you know, bright look. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty crazy. That To this day, cl- I struggle to paint clouds, and I just watch them. I'm like, it just, you know, they just flow out of his hand. They're happy yeah. clouds. Yes, they are happy little <laughs> clouds. Happy, happy little Mine clouds. Mine are angry and forlorn. <laughs> yeah. Ominous. They always ominous rain. Clouds. Every time I paint a cloud, it rains on me. Right. Like, why is it always stormy when you paint those? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So, our lyrics. Mm-hmm. How does a lyric come into your head? How, 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 you know. Huh. Could it be anything? Anything spark lyrics? Yeah, I don't know that any one thing. It just, uh, and I don't even know that it's normally something I hear that makes me think of something. It's like something just pops in my head out of nowhere, and it's usually... I have a tendency, too, and I don't know if this if this is other songwriters d- deal with this. I wrap it up too soon. Like, in the first verse, I'll have beginning, middle, and end. And then I go, oh, shoot, I've got a whole song. Yeah, <laughs> all, you're all ideas right, in the first yeah, verse. And, I, and everything yeah. flows, and I'm like, shoot, I'm already done, and i got to stretch this out. So, um, yeah, but usually it's just like a little line or, or a few words, even more so than an idea. So, so each one of you brings in songs to the group. Yes. You, so, like, you, you haven't really collaborated on one yet. Not as far as the writing process, but I would like to, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds like an interesting proposition. I think so. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> Joel, uh, yeah. do, how does writing happen for you? I usually start with the, with the guitar riff. I'll, I'll plunk around on the guitar until I come up with something that I think sounds cool. Okay, so you, then, you write the melody first. Yeah, the the lyrics and the vocal part for me, I really really struggle with. They that part doesn't come easy at all. Like the guitar stuff, I can I can write riffs, you know, but they just they they either go somewhere or they don't, you know. So then I try to you know structure the the melody around it. But ninety nine percent of the melodies I come up with, they they, they come out of the riff. Yeah, I just don't like them. They're just stupid. I sing them and they're boring, and I'm like. Ah, Nobody wants to hear this. So, you know, I got like a thousand riffs and like two, two or three songs that I'm happy with. I don't know, man. <laughs> Wagon Wheel life. made a lot of money. That's yeah, true. that's true. I hate that's that true. song. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear it, though. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah. Well, plus two now. Like, Somebody everywhere wants to hear it. You know, it's yeah. cool because One like, person. If, if I write a song, I go, 
and I'm singing it, I go, I don't like that. But then I think if Tipton did it, it'd be awesome. So, but that's weird because I do that that, too. It's so personal. A lot of times when you're singing your own song, I I feel self-conscious singing my own songs. Like nobody wants to hear this because it's so personal. You feel like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, um, that's one of the hangups, I guess, that we have as humans is that we don't think that people understand where we're coming from when in actuality, eight out of 10 people will yeah. understand sure, yeah. Everybody, because yeah. they've went yeah. through it yeah yeah and as artists we kind of keep that close to the vest and we think it's ours right and it's really not yeah it's, i mean it could be i mean it pieces of it are you know you know hardships yeah. are hardships and we endure them uh, and we write about them as musicians and and that pain is ours but once we write it then it, it's it's whoever's can relate to it either, yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And and we it might be it's maybe it's supposed to be writ for a reason. Who knows? That's you know? true. That's true. As artists, we are linked to the ether. Yes, that's true. Now, that's what is it? Black crows that talk about being the big song. They just tune into the big song. It's just kind of flipping well, around. Well, the ether, in my opinion, the ether is very uh, chaotic and convoluted at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, it, you have to be very in tune if you're if you're, you know, trying to grab something from the ether. Yeah. It, it it really has to come down to your whatever wavelength you're vibrating at at the time. Oh, I totally agree with and that. And whatever yeah. information is at that wavelength at the time that and and it'll automatically come to right. you because the ether is nothing but information that has always been and has always I will agree be. Completely, yeah. So it's like I'm just just not tuned into the right radio station yet. It's kind of that well, vibe of of just yeah. And, and 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 you are you are, but like you say, you ain't tuned into it. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're vibrating on every every plane imaginable yeah but the perception plane is just finite so it's like the golden what is it the little thing that earth is in it's like a little golden uh, area of mm-hmm. where life exists in the universe where we're at right so oh, so hard <laughs> sometimes it's hard to explain stuff like yeah, that because no, but i totally get it yeah yeah it's yeah. totally unexplainable yeah you know you know when it happens but it's yeah, yeah. well yeah that that's because like some of the best songs i've written i'm like that was so easy. Why can't I do that mm-hmm. all the time? And I can't. You had an open spout. Yeah. From from whatever. And it's like you said a minute ago that it, within like forty five minutes it's ninety percent done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I wrote a really cool song that I'm happy with, and it was like no effort. But then when I try to write a song, <laughs> yeah, 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 it can be tough. It can be tough. Yeah. There's actually a really good TED talks on that. That I don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's the author of Eat, Love, Pray. Have you seen that? Uh, I know about TED Talks, but... Uh, it's talking about the same thing and how, um, like, the ancient Greece and things like that, that it was the muse. It wasn't you were a genius necessarily. You just... Oh, sure. The muse came to you and you listened and they were just going to go to somebody else. And it talks about some experience with Tom Waits and some different... It's very cool. Well, you know, yeah. I, I understand that, but there are also exceptions to the rule. Like, sure. Like yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, Prince. Yeah, like Prince. And people like that. Yeah. They They just... It's like, well, just more of a conduit or a better. Yeah, yeah. they're they're more of of, of like a, a a conduit here on Earth for inspiration to spread right. from the ether. Yeah, and it just exudes from them. You mm-hmm. know, I was watching this uh, Paul McCartney thing the other night, and uh, they were about to release uh, Sergeant Pepper's, 
and Jimi Hendrix got a copy of it while he was in London mm -hmm. and played the song the day before they released the album at a concert. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard that story. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played Sgt. Pepper's yeah. Lonely Hearts Club <laughs> Land. And they're all sitting in the audience going, that bastard's done played our song. <laughs> Eric Clapton, he's like looking for Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton's hiding in the back. He, he's like, man, Jimmy, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, these guys. Taking chances. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as musicians, we aspire to be like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we aspire to be relevant, yeah. I guess, yeah. in a way. Um, so let me talk about your art a little bit more. Because okay. I went to SCAD. Okay, awesome, yeah. And I was on my way to being a professional drunk. <laughs> Uh, it really is what I, mean, I I'm was. I'm not laughing at it, yeah. Well, no, no, hey. But no, you I, know, I said it to be funny because, yeah. it, I mean, it wasn't funny at the time. But uh, but if I wish that I would have took full advantage of that down there. Yeah. But I didn't want to work for Disney neither. Right, and right. And like 87% of the people that came out of SCAD went to work for Disney. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Although, with all the crap going on with Star Wars right now, <laughs> Maybe I should have dang finished all that stuff because I'd have been like, you ain't messing around with stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway. This is my purpose. This is why I'm yeah, here. This is why I'm on Earth, to make sure Disney doesn't screw Star right. Wars. Yeah. But I believe the guys that are taking over now are going to do pretty good. Uh, but that's not music. Right. That's Star Wars. <laughs> but anyway. That's right, some good music, Some though. things are more important than music. Well. Star Wars is one of them. <laughs> well, a as a kid, I went and saw that at the movie theater when I was a little kid. Yeah. And then my dad took me... Uh, on a drive-through for all the kids out there who don't know what a drive-in is mm. it is a big screen out in the middle of a big field and you put like little radio things on your car and they would transmit the, the sound to your car and yeah. you could sit on the roof of your you know the jeep or whatever and and that's what we did we went and saw some, you know, on a big huge screen mm -hmm. you know yeah. crappy sound you know like, i'm your phone you know all this stuff i was just excited i could wear my pajamas i was like oh. i don't have to dress for this cool well yeah. so let me talk a little bit more about your art real fast and um who all do you do art for because i know you do like a consignment thing that uh you'll just if somebody you know asks you to do something yes yeah uh, how busy are you with that currently uh very <laughs> it's one of well it's one of those things where i think when you're self-employed you're kind of doing your own thing you keep as many irons in the fire as you can and you hate to let up on one because if something you know starts to slow down with one the other one is going to be what's going to keep oops sorry it's going to keep you going so um you kind of keep them all going at one time so right now it's it's you know they say feast or famine i guess it's feast right now so i've got one more question yeah. for you okay uh let's see here now do you guys have 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 um have you guys released any albums or any stuff like that? Yeah, one <laughs> one album that was a very interesting ordeal was yeah. maybe over a year. Ended up being um, the final product has parts that were recorded in three different places. And it's released. Yes, it's been released. Are yeah. you guys planning on doing anything else? You, we, yeah, we've got enough new material for a new album. It's just been getting the time to do it. I know honestly. COVID has been such a. It's been a pain. so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go into the studio. Uh, yeah. I actually had to finish, or I had to uh, actually abandon um, doing more track or doing more stuff to tracks on an album when COVID came. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I was in the middle of recording a uh, Piedmont Blues album, and uh, COVID hit, and my dude lost his uh, studio. Oh, mm. wow. He couldn't pay for his studio anymore. 
so we had he had to get out and uh it's horrible man it It really affected everybody and it really decimated the uh, music scene and the musicians a lot yeah so when you go out and you see local music tip them tell them how much you enjoy them and and just celebrate them yeah because without music without inspiration well we would be absolutely nothing in my opinion myself included yeah and uh, we're going to get you guys to play some music right here. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, we'll... Uh, oh, can, I, I, can I plug the studio that I teach at as well? Oh, sure, yeah. No, just because you said that, I was like, I almost right. have to now. So, yeah. so, so anything you guys have got going on, just plug away. Let's go ahead and okay. do that. Well, I teach um, at Stokes Music Studios in Greer. Okay. Um, and I guess that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just felt like, gosh, if I don't if I don't plug that, yeah, that's good. So we've got, we've got Mean Joel Green teaching at... Uh, arts and music music and arts music and arts in, in, in spartanburg. spartanburg yeah also uh we want to plug the audio dojo in greer uh martin robertson is he actually finished our yeah. album for us we were yes. we were between drummers and he, he took on the task of uh redoing all the drums and, and mixing and mastering the album he and actually then, uh, I, I feel like this is he recorded the drums after the fact that everything else was recorded without a click track. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's what your drummer is. So. He is a click track. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. I don't know how he did it. I don't it. know how he did it either. We, like, we had the recordings. We were like, this is, it sounded awful, and there was no cohesion to it, and it was just, we were like, we're going to have to just totally redo this. And then he got a hold of it, and then we went to listen to it, and dr- uh, driving there, I was like, this is never going to be good. And I listened to it, and I was like, how can that, happen <laughs> like he completely turned it around i can't imagine yeah. trying to sync up drums to yeah. something well so, I mean, well now pro tools has all kinds of cool well, that's little true stuff. But i, I yeah. do think he did yeah. some they have synchronizers kind of he, he used yeah. some pretty serious wizardry yeah. on that thing, uh, you know I, I went and recorded with greg archella in nashville mm-hmm. and greg archella's did my morning jacket neil young um nice. was, all kinds of people jerry lee lewis and I saw him make drum tracks on Pro mm-hmm. Tools. Oh yeah. And oh, it's it amazing. Was, it was what, tripping. Yeah. It was tripping high. And it sounds oh, real. And yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy was one of the dudes who actually, um, when Pro Tools came out, he was one of the beta testers. Oh wow. Yeah. So he's. That's he's, pretty cool. Yeah. His dad's a big time entertainment lawyer in New York and right. stuff. So he's. He gets all the good, you know. Had some things they do disposal. some contracts with some musicians up there. They send him down to Nashville, and he records them and stuff like that. So anyway, let's go ahead and get set up for music. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Pinnacle Custom Construction, here in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. If you have any needs, look them up, and they'll get up with you. How do they get in touch with you, sir? Uh, we actually just got our new website up and going. So go to www.pinnaclecustomconstruction.com. And, um, you know, if you're interested in getting a quote or having us come look at an issue or uh, anything, just uh, hit the contact button or uh, give us a call on the phone number listed um, on the website. All right. We'd like to thank uh, everybody for listening. We're uh, on Spotify as well. If you're listening to us on Anchor or Pocket Cast, uh, we're going to get set up right now and have Tipton and them guys come back for some music. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen. Tipton Jones Boyder and Mean Joe Green. One half of, or one, what is it? Two thirds. Two thirds. My math is we atrocious. Did the math on that at one point. Well, I, I, you know, good thing I don't teach. Something point something.
only thing I could teach is how to not teach. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get uh, two thirds of Remedy Fifty Eight here for you right now. Looks like it's going down And there's nothing I can do Get out while you can It's way out of hand now What have I gotten into? Well, it's all gone up in smoke I guess it's time to let it go Won't you send me somebody To get me out of here Oh, send me somebody The walls are burning down Won't you send me somebody I can't see a thing but one thing to leave won't you send me somebody mm-hmm. it was fun while it lasted at least that's how it seemed Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing I will walk out clean I can't make it work anymore I guess it's time to let it go Won't you send me somebody Get me out of here, oh, send me somebody, the walls are burning down, won't you send me somebody, I can't see a thing, but one thing's clear, it's time for me to leave, won't you send me So this one is called Send Me Somebody, and about seven years or so ago, uh, my cousin was working on a reality show for the Boiling Springs Fire Department, and uh, I don't think that ever went anywhere, as far as I know, and he asked me if I had any songs that would be um, related to 
a fire department. And I said, no, but I can maybe work on something. But I didn't want it to be so um, obviously about firefighting. I want it to be something that could be about something else as well. And I, as I listened to it much later, being the one that wrote it, um, it was obviously about addiction. And I didn't really think about that until after the fact. And I was like, that's exactly what that's about. So, Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it could be about, like, send somebody send a fireman out here in my house is it burning could down. Very, yeah it could also be absolutely about firefighting but yeah <laughs> yeah all right so uh give us another one all right let's see what was it page back sorry this can be cut out right no <laughs> dang <laughs> no yeah we, we can do that there's one that i wanted to do that i play um on uh piano but i was gonna see if i could get away with it and it oh, was it a uh, 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 song in my head yeah that's this it. actually um uh, a friend of mine a very close friend of mine took her own life about three it's been about three years and i wrote this about her and she was a songwriter and a very good singer and uh she would have gotten a real kick i think out of having a song written about her and this is called song in my head sat down to write you a song but the words were all wrong cause there's more to you than a line or two could ever say this going back in time brings you closer in my mind it's almost like you're not that far away cause I still hear your harmony in every song I sing I'll never forget that all these memories fit together like a symphony oh you'll always be a song in my head and now it's so clear Every laugh and every tear Was a song we couldn't hear Until we reached the last line I just wish it was a little longer The timing a little slower I just can't believe it's over I'm not ready to say goodbye Cause I still hear your harmony Every song I sing I'll never forget That all these memories fit together like a symphony Like a symphony Oh, you'll always be 
together like a symphony. Oh, you'll always be a song in my head. Very nice, very nice. Thank you. Uh, give us a couple more. All right. Um, this one is called Panic Attack, and it is just that. It is a song about <laughs> having a panic attack. <laughs> Uh, string weights are maybe a little more than <laughs> they're a little harder to bend than what I thought. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They might be more than. They tens. might be elevens. Ah, that would explain it. So I think I can still do this one. Oh Lord, I can feel it coming to bury me underneath. Seen. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe it again. I'm riding that line now. Just when I think I know what to do, something changes my point of view. Yeah, this life is a strange institution. Somewhere between peace and revolution. Rambling thoughts tend to make me nervous. Spare time can be dangerous. Well, I talk to the heavens to put me at ease. I need a little sweet relief. Well, this ride is in motion now. And I can't slow it. change 
just around the bend. How about one more, okay? All right. All right, let's do it. Let's see. Um, okay. This one is called um, It's What We Do, and it's just about kind of an old love, just old relationship, but not in a bad way, like in a, in a comfortable, comfortable way. Let's see. See if I can play this with you. Hang on. Sorry. I think I can do it. Hearts like yours and mine They were made to intertwine Through moments that find us In a passionate silence That fills the room with love declared so familiar I'm unaware there's anything else I need there's nowhere else for me than here with you making our own rules what we do a love that will go on is a love in motion healing and bleeding dying then breathing I don't expect the books I've read to tell me what's inside your head It's your heart I need There's nowhere else for me than here With you Breaking our own rules Ooh, he 
we do It's what we do We hold on to what we are Even though we're always changing Always changing Comparing battle scars Just because they show how far We've come And I'm still here With you Making our own rules Ooh, here With you Doing what we do It's what we do Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to two-thirds of Remedy 58. Here at Hub City Music Society Headquarters, Sparkle City Sessions. We really appreciate you being here. I'm your host, Mark Rocco Dawson. Find everything from me online and find Remedy 58 online. Are you on Spotify or all? Yes, uh, Spotify, Apple, all, all that good stuff. All, anywhere yeah. you download digital music, find yes, Remedy 58. Yes, we should be, yeah. You can find Pinnacle Custom Constructions or construction online now and uh hey we've had a blast we'll see you soon